Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham DeWeese. We're back here once again. And we are joined by that dang dirty Oregon duck. We call him a friend. We call him a pal. But really, we call him names behind his back. Matthew Page. And your host tonight, the, the man with the plan, the man of the hour, the man that's, oh, too sweet to be sour. Brian, not brain, the soul man, Solak. <laughs> what's up? What's up? How you guys doing? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Ready to ready to face the end uh, of, of football and look forward to baseball. Absolutely. I hear that. How about you, Abraham? How I'm doing, doing well. Uh, Matthew Page asked me to do a better introduction than the ones I have in the past for him, and I think I achieved it. <laughs> yes, you did. It was an improvement. Yeah, you know, in the past you've acted like I was an inconvenience. Oh, we have that guy too. Okay. <laughs> um, before we get started, I, I I wanted to give a shout out again to our guest last week, Tom Wassel. Man, what a show! Just the fact that we got to talk to him about it, you know his life and talk sports and. I mean, hopefully you guys all listen to it out there. I mean, if not, it's go to SeattleSportsUnion.com and watch it. Tom Wassel's a great guy. So thank you, Tom, for joining us last week. I believe it's also a simulcast. So you can also go to Twitch TV and look up Tom Wassel, the Tom Wassel Show, and uh, you'll be able to hear it on either venue. Yeah, so go to both, actually, because we got to promote both. But yes, yeah, I agree. You got two ears. <laughs> Just put an earbud yeah, from your yeah, phone from your computer, yeah, sync you it up, you know, also play Dark Side of the Moon. If you play that podcast and and play Dark Side of the Moon, they match up perfectly. Yes, they do, actually. If you're high on the appropriate uh, ingredients. So no, 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 we're not. Uh, Look, life. you Oregon Duck fan, you. I on life. You don't need to do drugs. <laughs> you, you immediately assume I'm talking about drugs. I said I, I said you're high on life. That is Grateful Dead country you went to, so it could be. <laughs> and they just um, they just legalized always, all drugs, by the way. Always assuming about us, Eugene uh, <laughs> folks, that we uh, you know are 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 injecting marijuanas and. You know all that kind of stuff. I thought no, it was no, a topical right. ointment. Are we usually uh, right? You no, know? it's a little bit of everything. You know, you can drink it. It's in beers now. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's good stuff. Tincture, tincture, right? Good to know. Just good to know stuff. Good at handy tips for our sports podcast. Can I just go back? Hey. Can I go back to the dark side of the moon? You guys are aware of the Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. right? Uh huh. Okay, all right. Yes, I, I didn't know if I was playing to the wrong crowd here. I no, we, we understand. We understood the reference. We were just moving past. It. Oh, okay. You just didn't want me to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and real quick, I'm calling out Ryan Divish or Jim Moore. We want you as our next guest. So I'll be bugging the crap out of you on Twitter till you say yes. So we want you as new recruit. Wait, did you? Wait, wait did you say Jim Mora? Jim, Jim Moore. Moore. No, I don't oh, want to talk okay. to Jim Morris. Uh, no, he'll call us playoffs? idiots. He'll call us idiots. We <laughs> can't make field goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he had Morton Anderson. Morton Anderson was good. Yeah, but he also had Olinda Mare here. We called him an idiot kicker. Oh. Well, that's Jim Mora Jr. Oh, you're talking about uh, Daddy. Yes. I'm, okay. I'm talking about the real Mora. Playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Speaking of playoffs, this Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. We have 
Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. Are you guys hyped about it or what? Not really. No. Are they doing the? <laughs> they're doing the Puppy Bowl, right? Yes, and yeah. the Kitty, and the Kitty Bowl too. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I could go. For, check that out. I could go for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just yeah, it's not really. I mean, I guess I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I guess. Why is that? Because you have to root for I, somebody? I would have been more excited about Packers versus Bills. A lot more excited. <laughs> or even Packers Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I would have been root. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, as as anyone uh, who's listened before knows, Abraham and I are part owners of the of the uh, Packers, so we would be rooting for their, our, our, our investment to do well. Um, but yeah, no, just just there's something about this, you know. The the, I'm I'm sick of Tom Brady. I mean, I'm sorry, I just am. I'm kind of done with him. I'm ready for him to retire. They're talking about him extending his contract and playing past 45, and I'm no, I'm, I'm ready for him to just you know go away and never talk to him again. Um, and uh, and and the the you know the, the Chiefs are exciting to watch. They will be the one thing that they, you know their offense is always fun to watch. But otherwise, I'm kind of bored by this matchup. I'm not the world's. I'm not the world's biggest fan of predicted outcomes, and this was the predicted outcome by a lot of people, including myself. I thought I actually thought the Bucks were going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm the guy that that predicted that predicted them being there. Um, oh, you're that guy. Okay. I'm that yeah. guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> but I thought. Did you predict them? Well, I you don't was, ever want to be that guy. Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it's just it, it's just they have a lot of talent on defense, a lot of talent on offense, and I I don't know. I, I just I had this bad feeling that my worst case scenario was going to happen, and that's what happened. And uh, it, it it's so dang predictable. And I look at other sports, and the one thing that I always thought NFL was better at than most sports is that this is, uh, you know, like NBA is predictable, right? I mean, is that, that's gotta be the most predictable sport. Uh, maybe in English or, or European soccer, it's the most predictable who's going to win, right? It's the same three or four teams every freaking year. And that's the great thing about, that's a great thing about NFL football is that, you get surprised all the time and it's fantastic. It's the reason why people love college basketball. Um, it, 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 yeah, this, this bugs me. This, it, it just, you, you knew this was going to happen. Now I didn't think the chiefs were going to win it all, but, uh, um, yeah, it, it's still, it's still a bummer. I don't, I, well, see, I, I didn't see a competitor for them in the AFC at all. I didn't see, I, I knew they were going to go from day one. There was no one, I was surprised about the Bills being as good as they were. Um, I didn't really see any teams rising up to beat the Chiefs. Who did you see? Who did you think was going to be the the uh, AFC representative? Well, I thought the AFC was going to be so far superior to the NFC that there would have been competitors um, either amongst the uh, the Tennessee Titans. The uh, I okay okay. So as much as I want to take credit for the Bucks, I also thought the Colts were going to be a lot make a lot more noise than they were. Than they did. Um, they should have made a lot more noise because they had a real quarterback for a change, and they have a defense. I mean, 
my God, they play defense in that AFC South. Well, exception Jacksonville, but, um, you know, it, it just, <laughs> <laughs> there's always an exception. They used to. They used to. Um, they did no. a couple of years ago, and then they sold off all their pieces. But yeah, I, I thought the best. I thought the best teams in the AFC were better than the best teams in the NFC, and somebody would rise up and challenge the Chiefs. But Lamar Jackson turned out to be what I thought he was to one one note, um, and um, the Colts did not achieve what I thought they could achieve, and frankly, neither did the uh, n- neither did the uh, uh, Tannehill led Titans. So. So you mentioned you said the word English earlier, Mister Rob English. Are you out there? Our so-called expert, Seattle Seahawks. I hear you think Tom Brady is going to win Sunday. And you're calling bullshit on Abraham Deweese. Are you out there? He's probably he's, he's probably out there, and he's probably going to get on my case because I called Antonio Brown a cancer, and I still call him a cancer, and I'll call it I'll call it to his face. Uh, and because he's got frozen, Maybe he was a benign cancer, but he was still a cancer. Yeah, I mean, Mister Frozen Toes, who has sexual harassment cases against him, I don't think he's a great person. Um, but there's still, my God, all their defense came back right at the right time, and that's yeah, that's right, frustrating. I, to, I, I need I need to defend Mister English's honor there for a moment. He never said Antonio Brown was a good person. Good evening, fan. Oh, evening, oh, here he is. Here he is. He can defend his own honor. Okay. <laughs> how are you? How are you, Rob? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, introduce me. <laughs> Ladies right. and gentlemen, SoCal Rob English is on the mic. What's up, buddy? Thank how you, you doing? Thank you very much. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. No, no autographs, please. No pictures. No. All right. Um, all right. So I've been. Uh, I've had the, the the pleasure and the privilege of listening to. The, the first portion of the show, and yes, I am calling out Mr. One, Mr. Abraham. Let's do it. Because he, said, he says, I mean, does anybody else remember Abe saying unequivocally that Tampa Bay was going to the Super Bowl this year? I don't remember that. And if it's true, if it's true, even if it is true, I do remember uh, right around the time that one Antonio Brown was signed to the Tampa Bay roster, mm-hmm. uh, he had said, because he is such a cancer that was going to run that team into the ground. And I may be paraphrasing, but it was something to that effect. No, that's probably so what I, I said. Am I, am I completely mistaken? No, that's <laughs> no, what I said. No, yeah, that's, that's, that's what yeah, I said. Yeah, I and that. it turned yeah. out to be wishful yeah. thinking because I don't like him. I think he's a despicable human being. And I had hoped what happened in Oakland and I had hoped what happened. Well, I had hoped what happened in Oakland and, you know, in Pittsburgh would ring true in, in Tampa, but it didn't. Well, and yeah. and you can you can you can pick a team to win, but still root against them. I just have to make that point. Root hard so against them, picked, like I he did. May have picked, <laughs> he may have picked for the Buccaneers to to go to the Super Bowl, but really didn't want them to. But we don't remember him picking the Buccaneers. I don't recall it directly, no. no but I do remember him rooting against it, and I do remember him saying that about uh, Antonio Brown. Well, my 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 powers of retention um, are slippery at best most of the time. So, um, uh, if he, he may, if, if Abraham Dewey says he said it, then I, I suppose I'll take his word for it. I, I I find you know pleasure in in you know finding what's wrong with everything he says usually. But if this if this, if this is what he says he said, this is what he says he said, then I you know who am I who am I to uh, deny it, knowing that I don't really remember. But also. It sounds like the group 
it seems like the group collectively is going for is going for Kansas City. Am I hearing that as well? Yes, at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting. No, I I'm not going for Kansas City. I'm rooting against Antonio Brown. <laughs> I I am a huge admirer of Andy Reid and the offenses he puts together, and I love to watch them. And I would not mind seeing Andy Reid host an, hoist another trophy. So I'm rooting so, for the Chiefs. So I am I am going to you know acquiesce, I guess, for lack of better words. I, I'm I, I'm going to recognize the greatness that is one Tom Brady. And, um, I, I mean, the guy goes to a team. Wasn't Tampa Bay sub-500 last year? Or, or right at, they, they were right at 500. They were right they at it, yeah. And, and the very next season, they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, they, I mean, there was all that talk about, okay, is it the system? Is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Is it the combination of the two? I mean, the conversation is over now. It, it, we know that. Now, granted, it wasn't just Brady. They plugged into that to that Tampa Bay team this season. But still, I mean, you just can't argue about it anymore. And so I'm going for Brady because of that. I'm going to just, just do it. I'm going to just go for Brady in my heart. And also, my sour grape reason for going for Brady is because what I don't want is Patrick Mahomes as a great young quarterback to go – to and win two straight Super Bowls because Russell wasn't able to go to and win two straight Super Bowls, uh, and I just don't want him to have that to hang over Russell Wilson's head. If that happens, <laughs> that's going to that's going to launch Patrick Mahomes into the uh, into you know above Russell Wilson in that best quarterback conversation, you know, blah blah blah. And I don't want to have to deal with that. So because of that uh, reason, I want Tampa. I don't know if you have to worry about that. That's already happened. I think yeah, I think I think that discussion has already passed that mark. To be honest, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I think Russell did a really good job for himself for the first half of this of this season. I, I think I think a lot of the blame went to went to play calling and coaching. And so, despite despite the the, the, the rough stretch that Russell went through in the second half of the season, I think the first half uh, probably spoke a, a little bit of, at a louder volume. My, I, I, I believe um, Russell has. The, the pedigree Russell has the he's Russell's been there you know he, he has a consistent long career of winning and Mahomes ha- is at the beginning stages of that Mahomes hasn't done it for as long as Russell has yet but Mahomes still has plenty of time for whatever he has going to crash and burn and Russell's been doing it for a decade now so I don't know well, if he's really taken over yet but he's in there he's definitely up there with him and I think winning two straight Super Bowls would, would put him over the top you're, you're you're talking legacy when yeah he's he's so early in his career and Russell still has so much to do and I don't think we can really worry about that now that's something to debate when they're both done and and, and down the road but I want to point I want to real quick back to, to what you're saying about about uh, Tampa um, all they needed was a competent quarterback that's all they needed they, and that's all Tom Brady's been this year all they needed was a competent quarterback because they have a stacked defense. You want to know how much? Because last season they had a quarterback that threw 30 interceptions. <laughs> James Winston. <laughs> yes. They went from they went from an incompetent quarterback to a competent one. That's all they needed. They could have signed Alex Smith if he was healthy and had and, and gone be where they are today. They could have gone with you know, <laughs> plug in plug in plug in Fitzpatrick from Miami. Plug in Fitzpatrick and the, and and the Buccaneers would be where they are right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I firmly believe that. I don't think this is Brady. I think this is this is the team. Yeah. I've been I've been banging I've been banging my desk screaming 
you know, at my monitor as if that matters. Like if, as if anybody could hear me, but like, it just, why do people not talk about this freaking defense of the Buccaneers? Nobody talks about them. And it just, it, it, I hate this. Like everybody just wants to talk about Brady, 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 Brady. Yeah, fine. He's the greatest of all time. I get it. I understand it. But that's uh, to Matt's point. This defense has been carrying the Buccaneers the entire year and nobody wants to talk about it. Well, and don't forget, don't forget Mike Evans, who I think is probably the most underrated wide See, receiver. In the even game. Matt he Page should, doesn't, even Matt Page doesn't discussion. want to talk about the defense. He wants to talk about the receivers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm, well, I, I, I'm more of an offensive minded guy, but that, that's just me. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. The defense is a monster. Uh, you plug in a quarterback that's competent. So the offense actually runs and doesn't turn over the ball 33 or 30 times because of passing mistakes. And all of a sudden that defense keeps you close and the offense is competent and a woe and behold, here they are, you know? Yeah. And Rob, I think you might get your, you might get your wish because I, I don't know. I, I, I think their defense, I think their pass rush can get to Mahomes. I don't, I don't know if they're going to have the easy time of it uh, that the, that the chiefs have had in the, in, you know, in previous games. I'm, I'm thinking that this, that this game is probably going to be high scoring um, despite, despite the, um, the, the two defenses. Um, Kansas city is fast and, 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 and speed kills. You know, I, I think like, for instance, you know, I, I didn't think Buffalo had a chance of beating Kansas city because Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Right? This year they yeah. were kind of Buffalo when, when they Buffalo. came down. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a place I'd actually like to visit someday. Buffalo. <laughs> I I think uh, I think uh, Buffalo's team um, was a little too uh, finesse to handle um, the 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 speed of of Kansas City. I think a, a more strong, uh, strength minded, smash mouth. I think Tennessee could have beat Kansas City. But I didn't think Buffalo really had a chance. And um, in this game, I, I don't see either one of the defenses, as good as they are, um, stopping the other. Uh, I see Brady. I see Thomas Edward Patrick Brady going out there and throwing all over the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, and I see um, uh, Mahomes doing the same to, to Tampa's defense. Uh, you know, do, and doing him, doing, just doing what Patrick Mahomes does. I don't um, know, man. You don't think I, so? I, I see JPP, former Husky, Vita Vea. Uh, Shaq Barrett and Domicon Sue just eating up that e- eating up that interior and just putting the pressure putting putting the screws on that offense. Yeah, but you got to remember that that's Patrick Mahomes back there. You know what I mean? Like he he's he, he's made in his short career he's made he's made his name on getting away from that kind of stuff and running left and throwing right and doing all kinds of craziness. I mean, and what bigger stage to do it on than the Super Bowl? I mean, I. Uh, wait, I say the second quarter is going to be huge. Second and into the third quarter is going to be a huge point in this game. First quarter probably will be a little boring, and then second and third quarter are probably going to be pretty exciting. Abraham, doesn't Tampa Bay have a young, inexperienced secondary? And I thought they were a little bit banged up too. Uh, well, they know? they had a couple guys. They well, they had a couple guys that were uh, banged up, but I mean, you got two weeks on the comeback, and there's nobody in that backfield that's that's supposed to miss the game. So, um, I don't know. Like I, 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 I'm, I know Pete Carroll is a build defense from the DBs or, you know, DBs and then down to your line. 
I'm still a proponent of build from the line out. And I think there isn't a defensive line we've seen like this in a long time. And it, it, it it's a terrifying defensive line. 49ers? Uh, 49ers, yeah, they were good. I mean, they can never get yeah. all four guys on the field at the same time is their problem. So you're saying you're saying that you think that uh, uh, let's see, Davis or Murphy Butling can uh, can contain uh, Mr. Hill. Well, when you get when you get a upfield charge like we've seen with the Bucks in the last three playoff games, like they do, yes, the answer is yes. All right. We'll how see. about home, how about home field advantage? You think that's a factor into Abe? Oh yeah, well, that, that too, which is it's not gonna fair. Be, it's going to be a bunch of nurses and uh, proctologists, right? And oh, it's Florida. They'll, it's Florida. They'll fill it to the gills. They won't care. No, 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 no. They're only allowing in uh, first responders, aren't they? And twenty five percent, I thought. The They're not stadium. keeping the VIPs out. That's the whole point of okay, the Super Matt, Bowl. Okay, Matt, your hatred, your, Matt, your hatred aside for the state of Florida. What I'm trying to tell you is, it's not going to be football fans there. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm saying, yeah, they're, they want, they're not going to keep the VIPs out. That's the whole point of the Super Bowl. Is yeah, so the VIPs I'm out. saying there's no home field advantage. They're, it's not okay. It's not their fans that are going to be there. <clears throat> I don't know what you guys and, think. And that's not, that's my opinion on that. They aren't, they aren't even firing the cannons. They're, not even, they, they're silencing oh, the really? cannons. Yeah, for, for, because for that very reason that, that the, the concept behind be the Super Bowl is supposed to be a neutral, a neutral site. So even though they're hosting their own Super Bowl, they're taking away the things that might make it more home field ish. So they sound, they said they're going to use the cannons during the, you know, the, the displays like, like when, when Tampa runs out on the field, they'll fire the cannons for whatever type of um, show they put on uh, be, before the, the game. And during halftime, they'll fire the cannons. If Tampa wins, they'll file, they'll file the can fire the cannons, but they typically fire the cannons for big plays um, and touchdowns. Uh, any, any scores, they're not doing that um, for on Sunday. Okay. Okay. That's there might good. be I there like might be a little that. bit of advantage in home cooking. I mean, <laughs> most athletes say that they prefer to sleep in their own bed, you know, the night before. Oh yeah. So there could be a little bit of me. I, I don't know. Well, if it's, wasn't there a delay? Wasn't there a delay due to COVID in in in, um, in time and be and how long the team could be there beforehand? Like the Chiefs couldn't show up till like Thursday or something like that. Uh, yeah, that's the recommendation. Sure. Now the Chiefs got a problem. Uh, some of their players went to a barber. Who supposedly supposedly tested yeah. positive? So we still oh, we, yeah. we still got to see how that plays out. Oh wow! I did not know that. Interesting. So what do you do have to down with COVID. I mean, delay what you can do. Well, they could yeah, do. They could do. They could do what they could do what the Dodgers did and and just ignore it and let their COVID players <laughs> play. Like Justin Turner, yeah. <laughs> uh, for the record. <laughs> So that everyone doesn't understand, gets your joke and doesn't understand the context. He ran out in the after the con, uh, he got pulled halfway through the game because of COVID. And then he ran out in the post game uh, uh, celebrations because, well, he's an idiot. And started hugging people left and right. Yeah. So, here, yeah. so here's the, here's the word. Uh, it's going to be 25,000 human fans at the game. Uh, and hmm. there's going to be 30,000, 30,000 cutouts. <laughs> so twenty five real people, twenty five thousand real people, and thirty thousand cardboard people uh, in the game <laughs> at the game, um, and uh, and I guess uh, seventy five hundred 
of the 25,000 are going to be vaccinated healthcare workers. Okay. Oh, I thought it was okay. the entire thing. Okay, but that's that's still cool regardless. Yeah, they're not, they're yeah. not keeping the VIPs out. They, they have to have the celebrities and the people who don't really care about football that show up for that one game to be seen. Be right. there. Yeah, you got to do that. Can't have the real fans there. That would be that'd be weird. <clears throat> so Ab- it's Abraham, like, it's like this the uh, Super Bowl year that the Seahawks against the, the Broncos when we won, and then and, and then they only gave like one corner section to Seahawks fans, but somehow they were louder than the entire stadium because the entire stadium <laughs> was full of people who didn't care. Right. Anyway. So, anyways, Abraham's excited about the halftime show. The weekend, are you guys going to watch the halftime show? I personally, I. I don't give a you know what, but why not? I'm not. What's I'm what, not a. What's the halftime fan. show? The weekend. Yeah, the game's happening on the weekend. What's the halftime show? <laughs> I see what you did there. Who's on first? Oh. <laughs> no, I I, I I I have never honestly ever heard of this artist before. About two days ago, and I've never heard his music, and I don't intend to watch the halftime show. I never do. You've never heard of the weekend. I, I heard of him, but if you played a song, I wouldn't know who it was. Well, let, let, let me for a moment from, from being the the football expert, I'll go to the uh, to the pop culture expert just for a moment here and say <laughs> that uh, if if you if you don't know about the weekend, you should learn about the weekend. You, you may it's his the his music genre may not may or may not be your you know, specific, uh, your personal, you know, uh, forte or your liking or whatever. But, um, the, with the weekend, especially his earlier music was really awesome. Cause it was really all just like, it's like sex, drugs and rock and roll, which is, I mean, who, what's awesome. <laughs> what, else do you wanna, what other kind of music do you want to listen to? Right. It was, uh, really, he's, he, he, he's a super, super good artist. His music is great. And, um, um, I mean the halftime show, uh, could I have, but I appreciate maybe somebody more exciting than the weekend, maybe. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. Watch that. I mean, what are you gonna do instead? What are you gonna? You're not. You're not gonna take on a the puppy a bowl in thirty minutes. Yeah. You, <laughs> what are you gonna do? The puppy well, bowl. The well puppy said. Mm. Yeah, Matt. Matt, you're old, and so you don't understand the kids today. Uh, but no, the weekend, I don't. I, if the weekend. Play, if he doesn't play seventies rock, I, I honestly don't know him. The weekend is famous uh, because he dated Selena. Who? Oh, is okay. that right? I yeah, that. I think it was Selena. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> okay, he dated another person. You have no idea who they are. And then, okay. uh, no, they're famous people. But I, like I said, if they played, if you played their song, I wouldn't know who. That is pretty much ninety percent of pop music these days. I don't care for. So I'm kind of sick of Canadian <laughs> singers, by the way. Like, do I need any more of The Weekend or Drake or Justin Bieber in my life? No, I don't. We we ship them back to Canada. I don't. We, Are you saying you're not suffering from Bieber fever? <laughs> Let's get some American singers playing an American football game. Hey, I, I'm a believer. <laughs> I, I, was, I was. I'm a believer. I wasn't a believer. You're in a believer. Beginning. In a believer. I'm a, I'm a believer now. I. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I admit it. I admit it. I just like the wordplay. That's really what it comes down <laughs> to for me. I was like Justin Bieber, this kid, annoying, whatever. And then you know, probably about three or four years ago, I heard a couple of songs, and I was like, wow, like Justin Bieber actually is a 
talented kid, and he he went through his uh, he went through his you know crazy stage, and people just stopped liking him because he went through that crazy period where he was just yeah. it was just seemed like nonsense. But uh, a couple of songs I listened to of his, and I was like, okay, not he's talented. Obviously, we already knew that since he was a child, but he, there's some substance to his music, and it's actually pretty good. So I, I'm I, I am a, a Justin Bieber fan now. Abraham. I, I, same sorry, thing with ahead. Miley Cyrus. I just sorry. I, I did the same thing with Miley Cyrus. By the way, I was totally against the name. Just hearing the name Miley Cyrus, and then I heard a couple of her songs. I was like, you know what, Miley's good. Miley's she did a good. cover. She did a cover of a Dolly Parton song called Jolene. That was pretty good. I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll add to the otherwise. Otherwise, my... send her back to Canada too. <laughs> my my daughter. My daughter. <laughs> My daughter loved Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber and got me into it. So I, I don't mind them either, so I'll admit it. But there you go, Abraham. You mentioned the weekend dating Selena. Are you talking about Selena Gomez or Selena the Latina actress? Oh my the, bad. There's two Selenas. I meant Selena Gomez. Uh, okay, Selena. Well, she's dead, isn't she? Like, yeah. Okay, I don't I think that she's dating. Yeah. I don't think he's dating and her. I don't think Selena <laughs> was even alive or a very, very, very. Child when Selena was uh, the Selena. Uh, yeah, either creepy. way, it's creepy, Rob. One way or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, it's creepy. It's um, child <laughs> endangerment creepy or necro creepy. One or the other. <laughs> yeah. either, either, way, either one. Just, uh, yeah. Let's just move yeah. on. Well, so, sports. We were doing sports, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sports. Um, so. Uh, puppy uh, bowl, yeah. Puppy <laughs> bowl for me. Who's upset that there's no Budweiser commercials this year? I am. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're kind of funny. Upset. They're kind of funny. Yeah, define upset. Did, I, I, you, did, you, know, did you? Are you gonna miss? Are you gonna miss the 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 minute long commercial that they spent two hundred, you know, twenty million dollars on to tell us that they are now putting water in cans to give out to hurricane victims and spending, donating $25,000 or whatever to that by spending $25 million to tell us. I'm just saying. I want to see the frogs. There's, but yeah, you want to see frogs or, you know, just Bud Bowl. Let's bring back the Bud Bowl. The Bud Bowl would be great to have that. (laughs) But but listen, there's, you I never get tired of seeing the majestic Clydesdale just, you know, yeah. trotting through the, 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 you know, the, the pictures frame there. It just, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And maybe oh. we're just used to it, but it's awesome. Well said. I agree. Um, before we talk about the Seahawks, a couple things happened in the NFL recently. Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions got traded to the Rams for Jared Goff and a bunch of draft picks. Anybody care to comment on that? I mean, who, who won that trade? Abraham, I think actually you you were talking about it. Are you going after week. me today, aren't you? Um, I am. Yep. Oh. <laughs> what did I do? I... Look, wait, wait, wait. Before you respond, if you look at my Facebook page, there's a post that you that you commented on. So yes, there's a reason why I'm going after you. Oh well, I'm sorry if I said you were married and do married things. <laughs> my bad. I'm a terrible friend. Anyway, the point is going back to Matthew Stafford and going back to. Uh, Jared Goff, it's a win for both. It's a win for both teams. Uh, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for for this is uh, draft picks are no longer important to some general managers. That's the, that's the key takeaway that I get out of this. Because of COVID 
and the last year and then this year, I think GMs are saying, you know what? Uh, 2020 and 2021, we don't trust our evaluations of players who only played four games. So we're, we're, we're going to take our chances with known commodities. Uh, and you look at last year's draft, heavily influenced by SEC and by, by SEC and by Big Ten teams because in the history of football, that's where the better players come from. Uh, and there wasn't, very, there wasn't much of a scouting report um, uh, because they couldn't travel, you know, and see workouts. So that, that's what I'm taking. And there was it. some really top notch. There were some top notch, uh, play players that are going to come up into this year's draft that opted out last year. So they don't have a scouting report on them at all. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Let me because tell you. Like two Oregon guys who might go in the first round who didn't even play this year. Listen, and when it sucks. comes to, when it comes to this Matt Stafford trade, you get, you were talking about takeaways. Or who won? Who won with the Matt Stafford trade? The Seattle Seahawks won with the Matt Stafford trade because I, absolutely. Listen, show your work. There (laughs) is, oh yeah, let me let me do longhand here. (laughs) Absolutely no, I have no faith in Matt. Matt Stafford is one of the most hot and cold quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. Matt Stafford had Calvin Johnson. He had I can't the, the name of the running back escapes right now, but Matt Matt Stafford had a very decent offense for a while and never made, did more than what well, I think maybe one playoff appearance if I'm not mistaken. Matt Matt Stafford is to me much like Philip Rivers, who will go out there and throw that interception when he least needs to do it. And um, the fact that he's going to be playing for the Los Angeles Rams in a team that has been giving us fits for a very long time, I'm ecstatic about it. Yeah, he can throw those picks right to to Quandry Diggs if you know if, if he if he wants to bring him on. I I am I am not even at all worried about Matt Stafford playing in our division. Not none whatsoever. Wow. Okay. Well, I ha- I have a I have a I have a rather different interpretation. Um, I think both teams won in different categories. The Lions they got themselves a quarterback that they can plug in for a while, and if they decide they like him, they keep him. They got some draft picks that they can build for the future, um, and 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 go forward. And it and it's a win in, in in all those directions. If they don't like Goff, they can spend some draft picks and, and, and replace them, no problem. They've they've got they've got the pieces to move forward on a rebuild. It was a good move for them. Uh, as far as the Rams go, they gave up a lot in terms of draft picks, but they may have bought themselves a Super Bowl. Uh, they needed a competent. They needed a competent leader at quarterback, and I have I have a lot more respect for Mr. Stafford than Rob obviously does, and and I believe that that team. What was the only thing that was holding them back? That defense is amazing. That defense is is unstoppable. Defense wins championships for a reason, but they need to be supported by at least a competent offense. And right. the one thing holding them back was Jared Goff's play. Yes, and the, I agree. and the quarterback play, and they needed a big upgrade there. You can debate on how big the upgrade is, but he is at least a competent quarterback that is there. He is big. He can throw hard. He can make the big throws. He can make precise throws. He can read those defenses, and he can do well. He just he needed a change of scenery. He needed to get the hell out of Detroit, and he still has plenty of life left in his that arm because he's only like 32, 31. And and um, I think I I think this is going to be big. And I think uh, the other there's 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 repercussions we haven't discussed yet, which is 
what's this going to force the 49ers to do? Because they're now the only team that doesn't have a franchise quarterback in the in the division, and they're all arguably just as close to the Rams as being good. They just need a quarterback and some healthy wide receivers. They need to get healthy, and they need a quarterback that's competent. And they and I'm not I don't trust Jimmy G, and I, I don't think they trust Jimmy G. So what are they going to do? What are they are they going to go grab Deshaun Watson? They're going to go sign get Matt Ryan. They're going to they're going to what are they going to pull out of their hat? And if they do that, then the Seahawks are going to be surrounded on all sides. Well, listen, I I think that I, obviously I'm not a Jared Goff fan, but it wasn't until this season that everybody just completely turned their back on Jared Goff, and maybe rightfully so. He didn't have a great he had he had a, a very poor year. But we were saying this last year. We were saying that the year before. It was only this year. So I, what, my, my point is, you know, we, we say, oh, the Rams just need a competent quarterback. Yeah, but up until, what, midway through this season, that was Jared Goff. It wasn't until about, you know, what, what month that we decided that Jared Goff was, was no, longer, no longer competent. So I don't know if I really sign on fully for that, you know, for that, for that thought process. But, again, um, I was watching. I'm watching all the highlights of Matt, of Matt Stafford. You know, and they're talking about this trade, and they couldn't even find a, high, a Matt Stafford highlight that, per, to me, was a throw that Jared Goff couldn't or hadn't made even this season. So I was like, are these, are these, are these, supposed, to, are these supposed to be highlights? These are guys throwing, you know, dinky dunk, you know, run of the mill passes to, to receivers. And I know like, they don't, you know, I can't, you know, who knows who, who makes up the, those highlight reels on TV, but I'm just like, this is what everybody's excited about. I, I don't know. I think that I think we're gonna um, we're gonna find that uh, next next season the Rams are gonna be very average. Abraham, you need to mark this podcast so next year when we talk <laughs> about Matthew Stafford, we can replay either what Rob said or what Matt said. But both make some good points. No, I'm gonna remember this. Uh, th- this won't be a problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh boy, boy, oh boy. I mean, like, take a look at. Uh, first of all, I, I'm offended. There, we're, uh, w- what do you mean, we white man? I, I, I had never liked golf even back at Cal. So, and I like, and I. Now, I'm not saying I like Stafford, but I think he's a slight upgrade, at least, right? He's got to be an upgrade. I think he's a pretty big step up. I, I never liked golf. I always thought he was overpaid, he's and I thought he was. Upgrade. I thought he was a decent. I thought his ceiling to me was always Alex Smith, the competent game manager who doesn't make mistakes. He's never going to carry the team. No, no, he, Stafford makes mistakes. Stafford only stands to be an upgrade to what Jared Goff put on the field this season, and you know, first after the first quarter of the season. That that that, that that's what Stafford stands to be an upgrade to. We don't even know that if that's really Jared Goff. Like we, we, we're, we're, we're condemning Jared Goff, and I'm not defending the guy, but or I guess technically I am. But, <laughs> <laughs> we're condemning Jared Goff over less than one whole season of poor play because he wasn't bad all year. And he, as a matter of fact, he had a couple of good games. But but he's condemned. He's, 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 been, he's been better than worse. He's been more better than worse over the course of his career. But he was condemned him after this season. A season that, if you ask me, should have an asterisk next to it anyway because of COVID and, and how nothing was able to be prepared the way it was supposed to be and so on and so forth. And we're condemning the guy off of this season? Like, I don't think anything that happens this season should even go in the record book. 
Well, I'm not. I'm not condemning him. I just think he's definitely not as good as Matthew Stafford, and they upgraded where they needed. That was their one weakness on their team, and and it had been, it, it had always been. I mean, that's the thing. It, it it wasn't. Yes, he had a bad year, but he was he he's not a franchise quarterback, and they had tied their future to him, and they had give they were paying him like a franchise quarterback. That's my point. See, that that's my exactly my point, right? Because I don't know that we were. I mean, maybe we can go back and check the receipts, right? But. I don't know that we were saying this last year, you know, or the year before. I don't know if we were, if we were saying this when the Rams were in the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think mm. we were saying this. Well, we said this right when he when the Rams were in the Super Bowl because he got completely yeah. shut down in last year and this year. Uh, That's terrible. He's, he hasn't been as good. Bowl. He got figured out is what happened. So maybe a change of scenery will help him out. You know, Matt, you were talking about change of scenery know. for Stafford. I mean, yeah, maybe the converse could be true yeah. as well. Well, and also uh, alluding to the topic we're going to talk about very shortly here, uh, his passing game coordinator is gone now. So they, they they lost the whole, you know, the Rams are going to be a completely new team from offensively from the ground up. We'll yeah, see. Before we, before we discuss that, Matt brought up about the 49ers and needing a franchise quarterback. I want to ask Rob English. I know your wife's a huge 49er fan. <laughs> <laughs> What, what what would she say about that? Should the Niners go after someone like Deshaun Watson or Matt Ryan, or should they stick with Jimmy G? You know what? That's a very good question. You know, here, you know what we should do? I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, mute for a moment here. I'm gonna get a live <laughs> from this hardcore Niner faithful fan, and, and, uh, and so you guys go first, and I'll be, and I'll be back in a minute. All right, all right. Deshaun Watson would be the number one pick, but I mean, like, I think your draft capital, it would be irresponsible to spend as much as what Houston wants out of you. Oh, Um, so I think what they're asking for. I know. Uh, Hang on. I'll let you get to that in a second, Matt. I I think the Matt Ryan route might be a cheaper and better option. What were you going to say, Matt? Uh, well, first of all, I think apparently, well, there was a report that came out the other, I think yesterday, that said that Atlanta, as it is right now, is not planning to trade Matt Ryan or Julio Jones, although they should trade both. Uh, they need a rebuild. Uh, but uh, okay. they're not, that's, that's a good choice. But uh, Deshaun Watson, the asking price of the Texans is so high, it's ludicrous. They want, what, two first rounders plus a, like a fifth rounder plus two defensive players that can start immediately <laughs> and like the only team that can meet that demand in the entire nfl is the jets and they just got a defensive-minded coach who would probably want to hold on to those defensive players <laughs> Rob well, English, so- are you back with us yeah yes i am and i and i and i bring with me um i mean absolute in-depth insight um, okay. uh, on the on the quarterback situation. The psycholo- psychology of a 49ers fan? Okay. Oh, is this Absolutely. our in-the-field reporter for for uh, 49ers? In, indeed. <laughs> so um, on, the, on, the, on the subject of whether or not the Niners should stick with Jimmy G or go after another quarterback like, say, John Watson, um, uh, I've just been told that they absolutely need to be, and she is all in on Jimmy Garoppolo um, for the main reason – because he's cute. He so, is a uh, handsome. He is a handsome man. That is true. He is a very, that is true. He is a very handsome man. That 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 will give that to him. Um and 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 my my favorite 49er fan over here says that's the reason. So hey, you know what? 
That's how, what they'll do. You, you know what they're calling him right down there is they're calling him uh, Jimmy GQ. Jimmy GQ, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know the facts. The facts match up with the uh, with the case. I, I have no case so. against yeah. this, so I can't. Yeah, I, I can't right. dispute yeah. that logic. She has an opinion. She has an opinion, and she backs it up. You can't even argue. <laughs> no, you can't. You're right. It was bulletproof. Bulletproof. <laughs> well said. Well said. Case uh, closed. Real quick, <laughs> but real quick, Matthew Page, you said what um, Texans are what they want. But what if the Niners? Offer draft picks and someone like Bosa. No, that would be no, so that stupid. Would be a, that, oh, would, that would be. You do not give up Bosa. Bosa is the cornerstone of that defense. <laughs> Just read rumors online today, so that's why I was curious what your thoughts were. Um, if I'm, uh, what's his name? Uh, the GM, the former safety. What's his name? Lynch. If John I'm Lynch. Lynch. If I'm Lynch and they say we want, we want Bosa, I hang up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. I, it, the negotiations are over, and I'm laughing my butt off. I, I no, Bosa. Right. Bosa is the one on that team I would not move because he's still on the rookie contract, and he is amazing, just absolutely amazing. <clears throat> Fair enough. And integral to that defensive line. Let's move on to our Seattle Seahawks before we end the show. You you did bring them up. We got a new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron from the Rams, and we also got. <laughs> A new running run game coordinator, Andy Dickerson, which I'm guessing that means he's a running back coach because I don't know all those new titles. But are you guys excited? No, he's about not. It? He's the running. He's a running game coordinator. Well, what? What? what tell That's me what higher the difference up. Is. That's higher up than running back coach. Yeah, it's basically like an assistant offensive coordinator. It's what Tom Cable. Oh, okay. It's what Tom Cable used to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I get it. Yeah. It's interesting. But are, are these good additions to the team, you guys? Who who cares to comment on Mr. Waldron and Dickerson? Well, Sorry, go ahead, Rob. Uh, I, I, I um, from the Rams, right? So, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, okay. I, I find it to be interesting. Um, uh, the 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 names that we were hearing uh, that Seattle was talking to, uh, I was excited to like uh, to talk about Anthony Lynn and oh, um, yeah. and and you know names like that. And then this guy came around who I don't really know a whole lot about, so I actually find more questions than answers with that pick. Uh, you know, with that with that hire, um, like is this a guy who? Uh, is going to be very much a yes man to Pete Carroll. You know what I mean? Is that is that why you go why you go this route um, or, or or what? Because I'm I'm not the most familiar with uh, Mr. Waldron, but um, you know I I know that um, offensively, you know the Rams, well, with the exception of this season, have been good. And if this guy has anything to do with it, I'm excited to see what what you know what they can put together. Um, that is outside of what we've seen over the past couple of years in Seattle. They, they say Russell Wilson formed a bond with this guy during the interview process. Is that a good thing or a bad thing or time will tell? Well, Russell said um, on, on interview that uh, he, he thought that it was very important that he had uh, a big, uh, a, a big say in, um, you know, who, who had picked the <laughs> coordinator. So, so if if, uh, if if they if, if they had a, a bonding moment, if they if they became fast friends, and maybe that will bode well for us. Why is Matt laughing at this? 
I'm sorry. Yeah. I just pictured this interview with Russell and the Bond, the quick Bond. I don't know. It just made me laugh. I don't know. I don't know else how to phrase it, but it was really weird. <laughs> Matt, they're gonna be BFFs. Like, just let them, let them have their bromance. Why can't you just let them hold accept the hands, it? Skip at the daisies. And the right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Did they, they like pick scabs and become blood brothers? Or something right. Like that, you know. Like, yes. <laughs> Watch the sunrise. Know, Watch the sunrise in Renton, you know. And... Yeah. So, I'm like, how long was that interview? You know. I mean... Wow. Anyways, anybody else care to comment on our new offensive coordinator? Are you excited? Well, I'm not as disrespectful as Matt, but uh, I, I do question. Uh, Rob brought it up. He said, "Is this just a yes man?" And that's a concern I have. Um, I do think. I do think he brings a different type of offense to the Seahawks, which is good. But will it give us what we need? Because the one thing that we need, what did we notice this year is <clears throat> earlier in the season when the, when the offense was working, we used the whole field. When it stopped working, we ran up the middle and threw it 40 yards downfield. You know, we kind of we lost the uh, – the horizontal run and we lost the, you know, short dink and dunks. Uh, and and I, I just wonder, okay, this guy can come in here with all the ideas that he has, but are we going to execute? Cause I saw a horrible regression in, in offensive uh, ability this year. And if that's Pete Carroll sticking his nose in the offensive coordinator's business, I don't see that changing. <clears throat> Agreed. Um, uh, our, uh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, well, I can add my two cents real fast. Um, yes. I, I, I want to say about the hiring, I'm not surprised, but I I guess I'm not really disappointed, but I, I guess I'm not surprised. Um, it's a safe pick. It's a, it's a, you know, boring and generic pick, which is kind of what they, you know, what I kind of expected. We could have gone with something really fun. You could have gone and found some guy in college that's doing something new and fun and, and, and uh, something different with how he's running and doing his rushing attack or, or how he's doing his passing attack a little different. Somebody, somebody, somebody finding somebody new really, you know, inventing something new and exciting and brought that to the game. But that would have been too much of a risk and it would have been outside the mold for, uh, for Mr. Mr. Carroll, who is stuck in his ways and wants, you know, to control the game and be a ground and pound kind of offense. Um, so I, I, I'm reserving judgment overall on the, on this, on the signing as far as good or bad, but I, I am saying I'm not too surprised and I'm not really expecting much. All right. Well, well that, sorry, go ahead. That's the most diplomatic answer I think I've heard. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got a career in politics well, yeah, ready for you. Yeah, politician. Okay, cool. uh, <laughs> um, Go to your taxes, except when we need them. Anyways, <laughs> every every article I read about this offensive coordinator and the, with the Rams before before he came here. They talk about yards after catch, how the Rams have led the league almost nearly six yards, yards after catch, compared to the Seahawks, who had 4.88 over the last four years. Is, it, is that a, a big deal? I mean, is this going to help make us a better ball club? I think that's Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yeah, I don't know if the coach makes that, the makes those yards. But, yeah. but, we have, but, but we have Lockett, we have 
Metcalf. We had Baldwin before. I mean, what? I, those guys are better wide receivers, in my opinion, than your your boy Whoa. Cup and Whoa. Woods. Whoa! Be careful there. <laughs> I know. Well, hang on. If you're if, if I'm saying that the coaching staff doesn't matter, and then I'm saying that the Rams receivers can run, can get the rack, uh, you know, uh, or yeah, is it yak or rack? I forget. Um, yak. Yeah, if they, right now. if they can get the yards, yards after, catch, after catch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, rack is uh, wait, rack is run is running yards after carry or something contact. like that. Contact, that's after it. Contact. Yep. Um, but if but but if what I'm saying is correct, then I'm actually indicting the Seahawks receivers. So yes, Solak, I, I I'm saying in that particular skill, that particular skill of you know yards after catch. Um, that might be, th- that might be the talent of the receivers in LA rather than, you know, the receivers in Seattle. And that's not saying one group's better than the other. I'm just saying that skill set might be something that they're better at. And I don't know if coaching it, affects that. Well, it, it might also be an emphasis of coaching with the, with the quarterback and making sure he puts the ball in the hand of the wide receiver that in the, you know, in the right side of the wide receiver so he can catch it and still go and, and see the receiver that's on the uh, in the open, but yeah, they're they're getting open, and they're making more with the space than 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 our receivers are, and I think that's the receivers doing it, it's just their natural athletic ability. Because Cooper Cup is amazing, and I will not hear anything different. I know you you'll love him till the day he dies. But there's Jeez. another thing. There's another thing too, though. A lot of that yak comes from. Uh, tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. I mean, we we did a poor job, a criminally poor job of throwing to backs out of the backfield this year. And it, it just, it, it baffles me because it worked in the first five games and then we right. stopped doing it for some weird reason. I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of the, the maybe not the, the route combinations or the route concepts themselves, but when the ball actually is getting to the receiver, it results. And I mean, how many times do you, even on, even on the deep throws, we get a lot of deep throws, but they're always towards the sideline where the receiver goes out of bounds after he catches it. A lot of comeback routes, a lot of, um, you know, hitches and out routes where the receiver's catching it and going, I mean, lock it. I, I, I haven't, I've kind of reserved my, my, you know, my, my judgment, as I said a moment ago, uh, on Lockett for this because he was such a dynamic runner when he first got there. As a punt returner, he was so dynamic. But now it seems that he gets that football in his hands and he might make one little move and he's either going down to the ground or yeah. he's going out of bounds. Something lost a step a little bit or, or something changed with Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, if, if, it's not, if it's not a deep bomb, you know, where he's catching it because he's behind everybody, you know, you know the balls he catches. I mean, it seems like it's all it seems like it's all catch into the ground or catching out of bounds. So, um, you know, there, I don't see a lot of opportunities to to gain yards after the catch with the with, with what we've seen on the field. And maybe is that is that the the coaching? Is that the play calling, or is it just when Russell's actually finally able to get the ball to somebody? You do. You, know, you I, bring up a good point because yeah, he does that a lot over the middle, and I think that's a business decision in expanding your expanding your career why why end up like you know uh chris carson and getting 
beat up when you can do the team a better, you can do the team better by being available for every game. Um, uh, that, that might be a particular logic set that he has. Uh, I don't know for a fact, but I, I've noticed that especially over the middle, um, he hits, he hits the dirt after he gets the first down. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and, you know, when w- the delivery of the, of, of the football, I mean, I don't think, I think because of our offensive line woes and because of the ability of one Russell Wilson, I, I, we don't really have a lot of timing based, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, passing game. You know, we don't, timing, timing based passing is not really what we do a lot. Like we have, we have a little short sense of it, you know, and, but that's where you find the big runs. I think, you know, when you, when you drop back and hit a slant that's right on time and you mm-hmm. get a guy able to cross, cross the field and turn the corner and go and then run down the sideline, those, those, those are timing-based plays. You know, usually it's Russell back there dancing around. The receivers have already run their routes, and now they're just out there playing backyard football, and they find a way to get open, and Russell hits them. You know, so you don't get a lot of rack in those situations. <clears throat> Excellent point, you guys. That does make sense. So thank you for convincing me that otherwise. Um, now, on the other hand, if you look at it, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, Solak agrees, and obviously we're wrong. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, no, that can't be right. No, he, uh, now Solak's got me doubting. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you changed my opinion, so well said. Um, last but not least, let's Seahawks salary cap time. It's time to make decisions. They are currently around $171 million with only $9 million to play with. It's actually $4 million now. Uh, why is that? Uh, I, I was reading something today, and it's actually four million. Okay, well, before we discuss a few of these players, can I, I mean I, I I think I understand their meaning, but someone explain to me what dead money means. For example, Russell Wilson, thirty-two million, but if we were to cut him, which obviously we won't, but if we were, we'd have to pay him thirty-nine million of dead money. How does that affect the salary cap? Means he counts as thirty nine million against the cap. For the okay, okay. The dead money is what it is. What it is. What it counts, right? Or is it if if you were to cut him, that's what it would count as. That's 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 right. So if you cut him, yeah, that's the guaranteed money that you're still on the hook for, and uh, it varies based on contract how you how you work the contract with the player. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you if you say, "Hey, um, Joe Schmo, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a one year contract," uh, it's gonna be all it's gonna be, you know, everything right there. But now, when you get into people who have like multiple year contracts, now some of those players are gonna be like, you know what? I know you might cut me after two or three years, so I need some sort of guarantee, you know, to sign to sign on with your uh, five year contract. And so that guarantee is negotiated, and in Russell Wilson's case, yeah, it'd be thirty-nine millions uh, that we're on the hook for over, I believe, the remainder of his contract. So it gets it gets um, what, what do you call that? It gets uh, 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 split up, you know, prorated, prorated. Well, not prorated, but it gets split up. Uh, so if it's forty million, and let's say there's four years left, it's ten million per year. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, so with that said, we got a few players here to discuss. I mean, how are they going to free up money? I mean, Bobby Wagner, $17 million he's going to get paid this year. But if we cut him before June 1st, it says we'd only have to pay him $7.5 Is this something we need to consider, the Seahawks? Absolutely not. 
not even it's not even a conversation. Like you don't even you don't even put the word cut and the name Wagner in the same don't even put in the same paragraph too close to one another. I don't care if they weren't right. even, even talking about the same thing. Not, not, not even. Not even the conversation. Bobby Wagner is arguably still, even as we speak, one of the best, if arguably the best linebacker in football. And, 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 and you, you just, you don't cut that guy. There, there, there has been no, people have talked about was Wagner had, had, was, had was playing not so great at some point. No, Wagner, Wagner hasn't lost a step. Wagner's, Wagner's production is not down. Wagner is arguably the best at his position in the NFL. You cut him, you 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 might just you might as well cancel Christmas. I would I would have to absolutely completely agree with Rob. I would say maybe the word you put in the sentence though, maybe you talk to him potentially about a pay like restructuring. If we can can you defer money in the NFL like you can in the MLB? Uh, no, and this is where I got into an argument with people this week. Uh, and, and I think $17 million for Bobby Wagner will not work if you want to be competitive next year. I think what needs, well, I think what needs to happen is not, not cut. I'm not saying cut him at all. But I do think there has to be some sort of, some sort of deal where you make where, hey, can we – can we take your contract, which expires next year, and can we actually give it a, a three-year, a three-year extension, but we lower that seventeen million for next year? You know, so like maybe we guarantee X amount. That makes you happy. That makes you happy. Um, but can we get some money this year? Because we ain't got no cornerbacks. Yeah, we, we have, have no defensive line. We have a sucky offensive we, we, line, and we don't have any draft picks. And we have no draft picks, exactly. We got, four. we got four draft picks. That's it. So we, we backed ourselves into a financial corner. And, if you know, I mean, he's a team player. I'm sure maybe you, you all, you, if you come at him with the right deal and the extension paired with lowering that rate or whatever, maybe maybe he'll go for it and you can restructure it. But you do not – yeah, absolutely. I think we all agree. You do not cut Bobby Wagner. He is the best defense, uh, linebacker in the game, period. You do not improve upon him at all. Some people are talking about you, trading, but the problem is that $17 million contract, no other team is going to want. Right. It's untradeable. Yeah, and it. I mean, they'll give you like yeah. a seventh round pick, but I mean, like, it's untradeable. And, That's uh, cool. and why would you want the seventh round pick? Why don't you just keep him instead? We, exactly. He's better in a seventh round pick. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, you would trade it to get rid of the money, Bob, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, something. Something has to be done there. I, I, I think it is an issue. Um, and if it's not him, if, if it's not him, it's got to be some other people. Well, for sure. If, if, if you can get Wagner to restructure, that's, that, that's, a, that's a win for both sides, obviously, I think. I mean, Wagner gets to stay on a, on a, on a, on a Super Bowl uh, competitor. You know, Seattle gets the, uh, you know, some money to play with. Somebody you think you, you cut, though, is, as sad as it would, may be, is Carlos Dunlap. Now, now, is in Dunlap came out came on the field. He played great for us, but he's thirty two years old. His his price point is high. I think he's like fourteen million or thirteen million or something like that. So, I mean, uh, yeah, he's. I mean, we that's the guy that you might have to get rid of. He was great. It was great to have him there, but I don't know. It's kind of the same thing. Back into the the Davion Jadavion Clowney. Uh, situation again. You know, we got a, we got a guy. We had him there for a year. He played well for us. Certainly played better than Clowney did for us. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. can we afford to keep him? And I, I think he might end up being the guy who's going to go away. There's no right answers to this. You know what I mean? Someone's going to go that people are going to disagree with. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't have well, to be John well. Schneider's job this this off season. He's kind of talked himself into a wall here with all the you know with the trades and then no draft picks and then now you've got salary cap issues. Right, but we went for it all this year, and so got, I, I I I I agree yeah. with what Snyder no, I, did. I, I yeah, so do I. But it's it put us in a tough spot. Now one, was right, he was right to do it. He was. And, and I wonder. Uh, you say Dunlap, um, Rob. I wonder if it's uh, Jaron Reed, not cut, but rather maybe find a trade partner for Jaron Reed. Jaron Reed's another one because I think Jaron Reed, I think the consensus on him is that he's underperformed, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah that, that's another one. But I think, but then you have to consider, okay, imagine him not there, you know? I, I think, <laughs> okay. a, I think yeah, a three technique. Yeah, we're going to find these guys. I think a three technique you know? defensive tackle is easier to find than an edge rusher like Dunlap. Yeah. But see, yeah, the I, problem, the ultimate problem is, is that we have 4 million right now. We obviously need to clear up a lot of space. We only have four draft picks. We need a new running back. We need, we need, you know, we need some help on the offensive line. We need, we still need help on the defensive line. And KJ Wright is going to be walking out the door. Do you, know my, take over for him? you want to know my biggest regret this year? Is where I actually got excited for a half a half a second about Rashad Penny, and and I blame Rob for this. Um, oh yeah, firmly, one hundred percent. But but I'm thinking he's got to go. <laughs> like I, it's, um, I'd rather have Carson. I'd rather find a way. Like, can we find a way to keep Carson? Is that possible? Like he wants. I mean, he's going to want top top five running back money we can't afford that we can't afford that and who yeah. wants to pay no. who pay who pays top five running back money anyway i mean in today's game it's not it's not realistic now you guys listen to me all right <laughs> <laughs> okay all right pull up a chair are you related to you. penny like i feel like you're gonna lecture us about penny are you you gonna cut are you his agent are you gonna quit, get cut? quit talking about quit talking about my, my baby sister's cousin, cousin's brother <laughs> <laughs> um now listen you guys are going to be upset when rashad penny gets let go and goes somewhere who knows where and turns into amon green amon green was with Seattle, and he had a little bit of a fumble ruski issue. We let him go. He went to Green Bay and led the league in rushing. I'm not having that again. Rashad Actually, Penny. it was the other way around. What do you mean? No, no we drafted green. we drafted yeah. Green out of Nebraska, and, right. yeah, he, he fumbled the ball, so Holmgren said, get out. And okay, yeah, I thought it was the other way around. You're right. My bad. If it's the Green Bay, it was the very next year after uh, Holmgren came to us from Green Bay. He sent uh, Amon Green to Green Bay. And he led the league in rushing. And I was very upset about it because I loved Amon Green. Um, yeah, and I am telling you right now that if we let Rashad Penny go, the same thing's going to happen. He's going to get to a new system. Someone's going to use him. He's going he's gonna to find his groove. And he's going to do some San Diego State uh, stuff um, in the NFL. Okay, and, well, uh, and yeah. Amon right. Green was so great that he ended up with the Montreal Alouettes. So, I, I don't know. Like it, <laughs> He had a nice couple-year career. I, I don't Whoa. know if it was... Are you, yeah, back, Are you an Alouette? Are you an Alouette's fan? That's... No, you're 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 leaving out you're leaving out the Omaha Nighthawks. Well, I didn't oh. know. I don't know who that is, but um, <laughs> the juggernaut that is the Omaha Nighthawks. What right? I'm saying, what I'm saying is, though, I, I I do get it. 
Amon Green uh, came and went, but we did have Sean Alexander, Rob. It's not like we had chopped liver. And yes, Sean Alexander did run out of bounds a lot, but he did also score 100 touchdowns in this game. So it's it. there was not really that many opportunities for Green, right? Maybe, but what happened, how, how soon after Sean Alexander was great was Sean Alexander not very great? And you know what I mean? And, and uh, I mean, great as he was for us for a long time, he, after the MVP season, it was a steady decline. Um, I blame John and, Ma- I blame John Madden Amon, video games. The curse, of, Green, the curse of Madden. Right. Did Amon Green ever miss 12, 13 games a season in his first two seasons because of injuries? Is this a Chris Carson no. Perspective or, not, or Rashad Penny? This is a Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, okay. who's been constantly hurt, constantly hurt, and the only problem. Yes, we're not. I'm not debating. I loved watching him at San Diego State. The dude is an amazing runner, but part of your value is your ability to show up and play on Sunday. And we're talking about hard choices here. And I'm the dude hasn't been able to show up and play on Sundays. And I'm sorry, but we got to make the hard choices. Goodbye, Rashad Penny. I wish you luck. I wish you the best. Nothing but the best. That's my position. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to sorry to kill your buzz as the uh, the uh, the the um, representative, the agent for uh, for Rashad Penny. Yeah, he said I need to be his agent. That's what I'm in the wrong business. I don't need to. I need to get rid of this IP thing. I need to, I need to be Rashad Penny's agent. <laughs> hype man, you should be his hype man, or or his hype man. I could do that too. Any, anyways, you guys brought up Carlos Dunlap. If we cut him before June first, we owe him zero money. Uh, if we cut Jaron Reed, we owe him five million. If we cut LJ Collier, we owe him five million. I mean, obviously, I mean, from a money side, from John Schneider's point of view, I mean, don't we cut Collier? Not Collier, but uh, Carlos Dunlap, like Rob said. I mean, I. I think that's the easiest decision that we have to make. I think that one you have to do. I think that's what ends. I think that's what ends up happening. I, I, I question, I question whether we consider, do we consider Jamal Adams? Like, do we think about trading Tyler Lockett? Like, is there, are, are there other players that, you know, I know, I know Schneider's thinking about all this stuff, but I mean, like, does it have to be Dunlap? Is it is it a open and shut case? Maybe we could maybe we could trade Lockett for you know two or three draft picks of decent level or something. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, there 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 are a lot of different options. There's a lot of things he could do, and they're all going to be tough decisions at the end of the day. I mean, trading Lockett would suck, but he might net a good amount of uh, draft picks in return. You know, well, if we look at it. D line's a problem, and he's the only one that's worth a damn, in my opinion. Um, o line's a O line's a problem. Uh, I mean, we got Dwayne Brown. I like Dwayne Brown a lot, um, and I'm and I'm liking that Lewis, Damian Lewis kid. Um, and then oh, Damian Lewis is amazing. Yes. And then cornerbacks. Cheap. Cornerbacks are a huge problem. Like we don't have anybody coming back. Uh, it, 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 yeah, I don't know. Like it's how do we address this cornerback situation without cutting into areas of strength? I'd rather cut into areas of strength than an area of weakness, which is that defensive line. Which we haven't addressed for like four straight years. 
Well, we addressed it last year. It's yet to be seen whether there's it comes to fruition. I, I we never saw that kid from Tennessee. I like Robinson. Taylor? Yeah, I like Robinson out of Syracuse. Uh, Alton Robinson always seems to do well when I see him on the field. But you know, if he's not making the field, that must mean there's something wrong with him, right? <laughs> so, um, in theory, yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of work to be done there, uh, and like you know, the biggest the biggest question mark. And Pete Carroll likes uh, a grounded pound, control the ball kind of defense, offense. That's his that's his mantra. He wants basically he wants to minimize turn, turnovers. That's his philosophy. So, but you need a running back. Well, if we're losing our running back. Who, does it, who do we still have on the roster? We got Penny, we got DJ Dallas, and we got Homer. None, none of those guys are gonna are gonna are gonna be healthy enough, regularly enough to, to carry the load. So you're gonna have to get a running back. So you're gonna have to draft one because there's no point in buying one. So then, okay, now you've got three draft picks left, but you've got eight holes. What were you gonna say, Rob? I just said, put it up, put it all on both Scarborough. <laughs> I like no. him. Well, no, I don't, and, no. And, and, and I don't think he can I, carry put, it all. Put put all our money on both Scarborough and Alex Collins. Game over. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah. We figured it out. No, we need to draft Kenny Gainwell from Memphis. For um, back. Before we wrap it up, there couple more positions I want to discuss. I mean, Michael Dixon makes three and a half million a year. Jason Myers makes 4.3 million. I mean, kick, there's plenty of kickers and, and punters out there. I mean, why not cut those guys and save a little bit of money? No way. Not no at all. Way. Zero, zero uh, shot in my book. I, I think, number one, punters have been, have been Seattle's saving grace for decades. Mm-hmm. All the way back to all the way back to Root and Rick Tootin. Like like the, the, oh, punter, yeah, Rick Tootin. <laughs> the, the, the punter in Seattle has been a, a saving grace for this team. How many games have we won because we because of field position because we had a great punter and we have another great punter this season. Uh, flipping flipping the field uh, on fourth down, you know, is 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 huge to to stay in games. Um, so you got to keep you got to keep the uh, Michael Dickens uh, Michael Dixon, excuse me, um, and then. We do not want to go back into the kicker carousel, do we? We, we. I mean, how much anguish and 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 just a heartache did we go through after Hauschka left before we finally got Myers, who is who hasn't missed a kick in about uh, uh, ten years. Hasn't missed a field goal. <laughs> hasn't missed right, a field goal. Yeah, yeah. Point. <laughs> yes, you're right. That being said, because he really he really just makes me just want to just throw something at the TV when he's taking his extra points. But, but he, <laughs> you know, but hey, if you're going to make all the ones that are worth three, I guess I can get over the fact that you miss the ones that are worth one. Unless we lose yeah. the game by one point, then I'll be upset. But uh, we, we have we have a kicker. I thought you don't rock that boat. I say yeah. you talk to him about renegotiating, but otherwise keep them both, absolutely. I mean, paying a punter $3 million is a little steep. But uh, you, you don't want to lose him. You, re, you be careful about how you do it. You do not want to lose him. He's the best punter in the in the league by far. Like it's Dixon, not even close. Dixon, he sticks that ball in spots, man. Like and it's you know, not even close. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well said. Well said. 
Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and wrap it up, guys. You guys got some shout outs for me today? Start with you, Matt. Uh, okay. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Long Live the King. King Felix, Felix Hernandez, has signed a, uh, came out yesterday, he signed a deal with the Orioles to help uh, rebuild, rebuild his career. I wish him best of luck. I'm, root, I'm always rooting for Felix Hernandez. I'm one of his biggest fans. Um, and as much as I'd like to give our friend Sanju uh, a really hard time regarding it, um, but I, uh, I, I will always root for him, and I'm happy to see him get a shot again. How about you, Rob? Uh, my shout out today goes to my oldest daughter Maya, who lost another tooth today, Ooh. and we are so excited about that. So, um, yeah, that, 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 nice. it's, a, it's a big deal in the English house right now. Let's see if she wants to say hi. You want to say hi, baby? Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, we're watching football. Go Seahawks. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> So yeah, we are we are we got a toothless wonder in the front here. That we have, you know, it's, a, it's a little late to ask our friend for Christmas, but um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. she's I, one on the top and the bottom, right in the front. So she's got a little. She's like, she's gonna be whistling soon. Nice, nice. <laughs> right on. And I heard the tooth fairy got a pay raise this year, so you know maybe there's something in there. Um, my shout out is. My shout out's Jordan Morris of the Seattle Take Sounders. Lot, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job, babe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan Morris, who is the um, who who is former Seattle Sounder on loan to Swansea City. He's playing in the big leagues with the big boys, and if they like the work that he does, he's gonna he's gonna be playing at the highest level in sport in soccer. And um, yeah, it's it's great to. It's great to have the uh, two championships that he won for us. Nice. Um, my shout out, I've been shouting out for my buddy who's been battling brain cancer the last few weeks. And I just got a text that he just passed away. So I just want to give prayers prayers and a shout out to his wife and family. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. Good, good guy. I hate to lose him, man. He's, in, he's not suffering anymore. But just wanted to say we're, we're thinking about you. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week and join us next week. We're hopefully, uh, hopefully Rob, you're coming back and uh, we can do a recap of the Super Bowl and, um, and finish out our football season. And all of you guys out there, we want to thank you for joining us on our podcast here on Podbean, on iTunes, on Spotify, and out there in the universe in general. And check out all our great articles on SeattleSportsUnion.com. As well, check us out on Facebook and Twitter, of course, at SeattleSportsU. We'll see you guys next time. Good night.